the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well. Can't believe that we're already in the first week of December, we're just racing towards uh, Christmas. I want to remind you that this is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary, a pastor here in the city, central part of the city, Awesome Bluffs and Academy. It's a joy to host this show Mondays through Wednesday. Today, I want to talk about just preparing for Christmas and navigating Christmas. I don't know about you, but Christmas can be a really exciting, joyful time, but it can also be a very, very stressful uh, time. I know as a pastor, I watch people really struggle uh, through the Christmas holidays. It seems like depression is up, anxiety is up, and, and difficulties is up. So, First, I want to point us to Christ. You know, the whole point of uh, Christmas is to focus on the birth of Jesus. And unfortunately, we've really commercialized Christmas and a lot of other things have gotten in the way. And let's just remind ourselves, what are we celebrating? Uh, we're celebrating the fact that God sent his only begotten son. And I don't think God is glorified when we get all uh, stressed out and get to a place where we just dread uh, Christmas. So what are some of your biggest stresses for Christmas? Why don't you think about that for just a moment? And as it is the first week of December, this is a good opportunity to pray. It's a good opportunity to plan. And are there some things that we can do differently uh, this uh, Christmas? Maybe you're saying Christmas nearly killed me. You know, as I went through the holiday season, it just about killed me. You're just longing for January 1st to come. How many times, because of all the stress, we've made ourselves sick at some point in the December uh, marathon. So I want to share some things from my life, share some things from God's Word, and just encourage you to uh, be prayerful as you think about Christmas this year. The first is, is the financial stress. I remember Amber and I, in our first few years of marriage, I really enjoy uh, giving gifts, and I would give gifts without keeping our budget in mind. And she came to me and said, hey, the gifts are nice, but January is really stressful because I was putting financial stress uh, on our, our home. Maybe you can uh, relate. So we had to sit down and go, we got to do Christmas uh, differently financially. And we set a budget. We're like, how much can we spend on uh, Christmas? I was a youth pastor. It was very uh, meager. We had to be creative. We had to be honest with some family members and say, hey, we can't 
afford uh, to give you Christmas gifts. So I want to go through just uh, some of the statistics on debt for uh, Christmas. This comes from Lending Tree Survey last year. It was the end of 2021. It says between buying presents, plane tickets, and party supplies, 36% of consumers went into debt owing an average of $1,249, according to the survey by a lending tree. So 36%, almost 40% of Americans, almost 4 out of 10 Americans uh, went into debt over uh, Christmas. And so you might find yourself in that place where you're like, man, year after year, I do the same thing. I'm determined to not go into debt, but then I find myself uh, going in uh, to debt. and the next few months are stressful trying to pay off that Christmas debt. So this uh, comes from some 2021 research as well. After Christmas, parents plan to spend an average of $276 per child when it comes to Christmas gifts. 10% of Europeans go into debt due to Christmas shopping. So they're doing better than Americans if 36% of Americans go into debt and in Christmas. This is one thing that really stood out to me. One in 10 people returns their gifts to the store. So oftentimes Christmas gifts are just returned uh, to uh, the store or uh, never used. 15.2 billion is the estimated total of unwanted presents. Think about that for a second. 15.2 billion is the estimated cost of unwanted uh, presents. America is expected to spend almost $6.1 billion on Christmas trees. So, yeah, it's just, just amazing. Uh, the average person spends 20 hours on Christmas shopping for a present. So let's just think about this for just a moment and ponder it and uh, wrestle through with just how much money, time gets invested into uh, Christmas gifts. And it's great if you can afford it and God has provided it. But I don't think it's God's heart for us to go into debt for uh, Christmas gifts. In Proverbs 22, uh, verse 7, it says, And the borrower is servant to the lender, and the borrower is servant to uh, the lender. So we become slaves to our, our debt. So let's go into this a little bit deeper for just a few moments. Like, why do we go into debt over Christmas? Have we lost sight of what Christmas is all about? Uh, Christmas is about celebrating Jesus the gift that God gave to us, uh, giving gifts to uh, one another that we can afford. Gifts can be in a lot of different shapes, styles. It can be the gift of time. It can be the gift of kindness. It can be the gift of uh, a compliment. It doesn't have to be a monetary uh, gift uh, at at all. And when we go into debt uh, for Christmas, I want us to think about Hebrews 13 verse 5. It says, Let your conduct be without covetousness, be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when I choose to put something on a a credit card, spend money that I I don't have, ultimately it's showing something of discontentment in my heart and my life. I'm really not trusting the Lord with the fact of, well, this is how much money I have or don't have to spend on, on Christmas, to live inside of our means, to live inside of what God has provided. For example, you might have $100 to spend on Christmas gifts, and you've got four people to shop for. It's $25 a piece. And begin to pray about it and say, Lord, 
would you show me how I can communicate love inside of that uh, $25? But say we spend $50 per person, we we overspend that budget, we put it on a, a credit card, then ultimately it's saying, I'm not trusting the Lord. So it's easy to rely on a credit card instead of trusting the Lord. But did you catch this in Hebrews 13.5? The reason that we can have contentment, the reason that our lifestyle can be without covetousness is because Jesus himself has said, I will never leave you uh, nor uh, forsake you. So I can be content because I have the bread of life. I have what matters the most, and, and that is is Jesus Christ. And when I'm not content, I've lost sight of Christ. So going back to those first few years in, in our marriage, I made our Christmas season really stressful by spending money that we didn't have and then scrambling to find ways to pay for it in uh, January. And Christmas is a lot less uh, stressful uh, now by sticking to a budget. And I'll be honest, even now in 2022, it's hard for me to hold to uh, the budget when it comes to Christmas. I just, I love, especially given my kids Christmas gifts. And and so I have to be disciplined and ask for the Lord's uh, help. So here's a couple ideas is first is set a budget, you know, really look at what has God provided for Christmas gifts and set that money aside. And then be honest with family and friends with what you can and can't afford. Maybe there's a few family members where you're not able to give Christmas gifts uh, to them because God hasn't provided the money. I mean, be be honest with that. I know I wouldn't want uh, any family members going into debt to get me a Christmas gift. And they just they just shared with me, hey, I, I can't afford it. And they said, could we spend some some time together? It'd be, oh man, that, that is awesome. That's uh, incredible. So you're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. We'll remind you that Today's show does turn into a podcast. You can search Crosswalk Colorado Springs anywhere that you listen to uh, your podcast. And today I'm just dissecting some of the stress of December. I know December can be extremely exhausting and very uh, stressful. So you want to stay with me. There's some great content coming up after the break. You're listening to 100.7 The Word with Pastor Eric Cartier. Don't go away. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for joining me. Love hosting this local show, love pastoring here in the city, local pastor. Today I am talking about Christmas and just navigating the stress of Christmas. It can be so easy to get so stressed out during this time of year. Here we are the first Monday in December, and you might be going, I'm already stressed about Christmas. Can we just bypass uh, Christmas? First thing that we talked about before the break was the financial stress and living within our means, setting a budget, sticking to it. Man, I Need help from the Lord with that every year. I'll tend to uh, overspend at uh, Christmas time, but it's really not worth it. It adds so much stress. The next thing that tends to add stress for my family and I when it comes to Christmas is schedule stress. So many Christmas parties, right? There's work Christmas parties. Your small group has a Christmas party. Your gym has a Christmas party. 
the list just goes on and on and on. And they're all fun and they're all great. But by the time you come to Christmas Eve, you can be completely worn out. And then there's family Christmas parties. And it can be really difficult uh, for us to uh, say no. I don't want to let someone down. It's the expectation that I'm at this uh, Christmas party. It was probably, I would say, four years ago that my wife and I started looking at our December schedule and going, what can we say no to and making more time? And honestly, I think this is one of the ways that we really can celebrate Christ. I don't want to get so busy that I miss Christ for the whole month of December. I want to be still and know uh, that He is God. I want to worship Him and meditate upon Him. I don't want it to be less time with my family. I want it to be more time with my family. I don't want my kids to look back and go, man, dad was always so stressed out around Christmas time. And and I can get stressed out for sure uh, with our Christmas Eve services. I love them. We do four uh, Christmas Eve services. We'd love to have you out uh, to those. But I feel the pressure of of putting those messages together. So going through our schedule and going, what is it that God would really have us be at attend and and what things would he have us to say no to are you able to say no to some christmas invitations some christmas uh, parties i want to give you a couple examples in scripture of saying no and the first comes from galatians 1 uh, verse 10 says for do i now persuade men or god or do i seek to please men for if i still please men i would not be a bondservant of christ so this is a big question is like, am I trying to persuade God or men? Am I trying to please God or please men? I can't have it both ways is what Paul's saying. I'll either be a bondservant of Christ or I'll be a bondservant of, of men. I'll be a slave to men or I'll be a bondservant of, of Christ. And so pray through these different invitations that you have to go to and say, Lord, which ones would you have me to attend? Which ones do I need to say no to uh, this year? And really set your schedule uh, free. You know, go, I'm going to look to have more time instead of, of less time. We know Christmas shopping is coming. It's easy to put it off till the very last minute and say, not only am I going to say no to some things, but also I'm going to try to get my Christmas shopping done a little bit in advance. I'm going to prepare, I'm not going to wait till the last few days and wondering, are those Amazon packages going to make it in time? And I got to preach to myself here as it is the beginning of the December. I need the Lord's wisdom to know what to say yes to, what to say no to. Did you know that Jesus said no uh, as well? I want to read to you out of the gospel of Luke. It's Luke chapter four. It's a pretty amazing section of scripture Jesus gets a request, just like you're getting a request for a Christmas activity. It says, Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. This is Luke 4, verse 42. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. So, that sounds like a pretty good problem to have. They want to hear Jesus' teaching. They say, Jesus, don't leave. But notice his response. He said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. He was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. He uses the word, I must preach uh, the kingdom of God. 
as we compare this section of scripture with other parts of the Gospels, the looking at the chronological view of the Gospels, we know that Jesus was spending time in prayer. So he's praying, he's praying, he's praying, and he gets his marching orders from the Father that he's not to stay in this one city, but he's to go to other cities and proclaim the gospel. I think the same thing will happen for us as we seek the Lord, as we spend a time with the Lord. He'll put on our hearts what to say yes to and what to say no to. Maybe it's uh, family, maybe it's friends. Do you have certain family members that it's just really hard for you to say no to because there's such a obligation for all of these different uh, Christmas activities? And it, it might be that this Christmas, it just relieves a lot of stress. You want to do it lovingly and kindness, but to be able to say, look, we just really can't make it uh, to this. Uh, we're overbooked and to free up your schedule and allow that schedule stress uh, to go away and be alleviated. You know, when was the last time you got through December, you got done with Christmas Day and you're like, man, I really enjoyed this month of uh, December. You know, there's those people that just love Christmas, but even those I see completely being exhausted and run ragged. And though they enjoy the the traditions, uh, they seem to be exhausted. So maybe this is for you. Maybe this just hits home for you that there's this uh, schedule stress in, in December and saying no to some of those Christmas invitations. It might go a little bit deeper. It might not just be December, but it may be the way that we're living our lives. I think a lot of times uh, bad decisions or sin is a result of burnout. Uh, We get so busy, there's no margins in our lives, and eventually we're really susceptible to temptation, to doing things that we we wouldn't do uh, otherwise. So this would be a good time to pause and say, Lord, am I... A bondservant of Christ or am I bondservant of men? Jesus gave us a really cool invitation in Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 28. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me. So we have the opportunity to be yoked up with Christ. This picture of a yoke is two oxen bound together by a wooden yoke laboring together, and Christ is the lead oxen, and we come to him, and his burden is light. But we can't be in the yoke of Christ and also trying to live in the expectations of people. And maybe our souls are completely wore out, and we need that rest that only Christ can provide. Am I doing things based on expectation that's placed upon me, or am I doing things out of the yoke of Christ? I just want to read this one more time out of Matthew chapter 11. Let's just enjoy it. Let God's word seek in. Let these words of Christ come to us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sounds like our culture, doesn't it? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what I really desire for December especially, but for every day of the year. Not in my own yoke, not in the yoke of other people's expectations, but fully in the yoke of Christ. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary, local pastor. This show is focused on Southern Colorado, Colorado Springs, El Paso County. Thanks so much for joining me. It's Monday through Wednesday. 
from 5 to 6 right here on 100.7. Also, you can find the podcast. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, go to Crosswalk Colorado Springs and pull up the podcast there. Today, we're looking at how to navigate Christmas. Stay with me. We got some more things to cover right after the break. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. Hope your commute is going okay. You're navigating the traffic. I know it's dark early this time of year. It's cold. We're racing towards uh, Christmas. This afternoon, talking about navigating Christmas. How many times have you felt like, man, Christmas just about killed me? And we get to January and we're so, so tired. Well, we have the opportunity to do things differently. I want to remind you, what's Christmas all about? Uh, Christmas is about celebrating Christ and remembering the, the free gift of Christ. To spend time with loved ones, to express our love uh, to them. We talked about how to avoid financial stress, to set a budget, to stick through the budget. Ask the Lord for help. Ask for some accountability. It's not worth having that credit going into 2023, schedule stress, you know, really being able to go, what can I say no to? Do I really need to go to all of these events? And to pray about it, to have the courage to be able to say no. Uh, it's difficult to say no uh, sometimes, but man, it's it's important. We need to be able to, to say uh, no. The next thing I want to tackle is more on the fun side of navigating Christmas, and that is generosity and having a heart of of giving not just those who are on our list uh, but maybe someone who is not on our list uh, as well we look at the wise men and we see them uh, giving gifts and their gifts are intentional their gifts are are thoughtful so this is Matthew chapter 2 uh, verse 11 the gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They opened up their treasures to Jesus. So why do we give gifts? Why is there generous uh, giving? It's because Christ gave himself. Christ is the ultimate uh, gift. And as they were giving gifts to the Christ child, they gave gold because Jesus is royalty. He's God. He's the King of Kings. They gave frankincense because that was the gift for a priest, and myrrh pointed to his death. And you would anoint uh, dead bodies with, with with myrrh, and so speaking prophetically of his crucifixion. So they gave some thought to to their gifts, and I think it's fun to try to be thoughtful and prayerful about the gifts that we give. Like, how can I encourage somebody? Uh, through this gift. And, and we've got those that are on our list. But then who would maybe God put on our hearts that is not on our list that we could give to uh, generously? This is 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, and it just talks about, about giving. And I think giving is super, super fun and doesn't always just involve a monetary a gift. But check this out in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6, it says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly 
will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Here it is. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver and is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. So let each one purpose in his own heart. So this is between us and the Lord as you pray. And I would pray over that this year. Lord, what would you have me do this year in the area of giving that's maybe different from years past? Don't just necessarily put it on autopilot and then not out of grudgery or necessity, but God loves a hilarious giver. This word cheerful it literally means a hilarious giver. And God is able to provide as those that give uh, generously. An article that I was reading about uh, giving had some really cool ideas is first give experiences. Like you could say, all right, I'm going to give out some tickets for going for a walk with dad or going on a hike for dad or or going on a, a bike ride with dad. Or you could give tickets to your spouse to redeem. Hey, date nights. Uh, you could give uh, tickets out to a close friend for some free babysitting, th- those type of things. Give experiences, right? It's not always giving money or material uh, things. Maybe it's uh, spending more time together uh, as a family and say, hey, this year is part of, of Christmas. Uh, we're going to be taking some, some more time together. I know some families have bypassed traditional gifts and used that money to go on a vacation together. So that's something to, to pray about. Give experiences. Also in giving, give to those in need. Is there somebody that's not on your list that's in need that could use some help this year? They've got medical bills. I, I remember a year where we had a bunch of unexpected medical bills and, and had some friends where God just put it on their hearts to give us some money. And it was such a blessing. It was The money was a blessing, but even more than the money... It was that they took notice of what was going on in our lives and wanted to give and wanted to to bless. And so, is there someone in need uh, that you have a heart to give to? And the Holy Spirit's uh, speaking to you that right now as you're listening to the show. I think this is important. Give without expecting anything in return. Sometimes we give and we expect something back uh, in, in return. And that's that's not the place that God would have us to be, to be able to, to give cheerfully, to give lovingly, and to not put conditions upon it. This is similar to giving experiences, but it's giving the gift of time. Uh, come up with ways that you can spend time together. Maybe it's shoveling a driveway, you know, helping out a neighbor with some, some yard work, uh, serving together, volunteering together. You know, Crossfire is a ministry that we partner with, an awesome food pantry here at Austin Bluffs and Academy, and they've got some wonderful ways to be able to partner with them. Also to give year-round. Let generosity and kindness not just be something that is involved in Christmas, but also throughout the whole year. So sit back and, and just take this in for a moment as you're driving or maybe you're home for the, the evening. Is what's some way that you could give this year that will glorify the Lord and just bring you a ton of joy? And you're in a position where you can bless somebody with time, you can bless somebody with finances. I think about 
you know, my, my most favorite Christmas gift that I'd ever received was actually when I was 12 years old. Uh, in, in Colorado and also in Oregon, I grew up in Oregon, you can start hunting when you're 12 years old. So this Christmas, I was, I was 12 years old, looking forward to, to hunting, and my dad had gotten me a two forty three Winchester rifle. And it was a used rifle that he got uh, from a coworker that he bought from a coworker. And I was so surprised, I was so excited uh, to receive that, that gun. My dad and I redid the stock. We sanded it down and restained it. And then got to go hunting with my dad. Uh, and, and so it was this gift that I got to spend time uh, with my dad. And with that rifle, got my first deer. And, and that rifle is still in my closet. And it's a tremendous, tremendous gift. And so what are some ways that in your family, with your friends, but are there some, those that aren't on your list that God would want you to give generously to? Are there some ministries that have really blessed you this year as you've been listening to 100.7, you're like, man, that ministry has really blessed me, and God puts on your heart to send them a, a gift. You know, is there somebody on the staff at your church, one of your pastors, one of the staff members that's really blessed you? You know, maybe get them a gift card and, and write a card that's so encouraging. So many times I've been encouraged uh, by that. Jesus told us it's more blessed to give than receive, and I think we'll really navigate Christmas with a lot more joy if we can have that perspective of, of who does the Lord want us to give to, to give hilariously uh, to. So, and how's Christmas been for you? It's the first Monday in December. Does it bring a lot of stress or is it something that you find joy in? You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Would love to have you join us for one of our services. You can learn more at rmcalvary.org, rmcalvary.org. Stay with me. We'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. Try my best, but just don't get it right. Where I talk a talk that I don't walk and miss the moments right before my eyes. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me, praising your name no matter what comes. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you're doing well as you're driving down the road or home for today or catching this later on on podcast. Today I'm talking about just navigating Christmas and the stress of Christmas. Unfortunately, I think it can be a very uh, stressful uh, time of year. I remember my first year as a youth pastor here at Rocky Mountain Calvary, and we were having our Christmas Eve services, and everything was just going great, and it was awesome. And I noticed uh, one of the students that was in my youth ministry was just standing after service and he was in tears and just all upset. His parents were going through a divorce, and it was the first year of his parents' uh, separation, and Christmas was not a joyful a time uh, for him. And if we can kind of declutter our lives uh, a little bit from the financial stress and the schedule stress, I think we can really begin to see those God-ordained opportunities that he has uh, for us. Holidays can really make people acutely aware of the pain and the trauma in their life, what's wrong in their life, their loneliness, 
some of the brokenness uh, in in their life. We know suicide, unfortunately, goes up in the month of uh, December. And as the body of Christ, we go, you know what? What's Christmas all about? Us keeping the main thing, the main thing. And it's celebrating Christ, and it's looking to give Christ away. So Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, and he said, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And it's singular, not gifts. Paul's thinking of one gift that he can't describe. Now, the Apostle Paul was the master communicator. He was the beautiful orator, and he was without words when he thought about the amazing gift of Christ. And when we think of the gift of Christ, we get to give Christ away. So I would encourage you right now to start praying about who the Lord wants you to reach out to this Christmas season. One of my favorite things uh, about Christmas is our Christmas Eve services and seeing people come to know Christ as their Savior. We would appreciate your prayers for us at Rocky Mountain Calvary, but for all of the churches throughout the city in southern uh, Colorado, I know for us, it's an intentional outreach. We've got four services, noon, two, four, and six. They're candlelight services. We'd love to have you out, but even more so, we would love for you to partner with us to invite somebody who doesn't know Christ. The power of invitation. People come to church most often because of a personal invitation, more so than, than any other way. There, there's power in that. So go to a coworker, go to a friend, a family member, a neighbor, and say, hey, would you be willing to come with me to Christmas Eve service? Or maybe your church celebrates on a different day, Christmas morning or the day before Christmas Eve. But here at RMC, there's this confidence that we are going to share the gospel, not confidence in ourselves, but confidence in what Jesus has done, his death and resurrection. We're going to proclaim the gospel and believe that God is going to bring people out of darkness and into uh, the light. So I'd encourage you to reach out uh, this Christmas Eve and see who the Lord would put on your heart to invite to Christmas Eve service. But that's not the only way uh, to reach out. There's so many other ways uh, to reach out. Pray about inviting an unbeliever into some of your Christmas activities. Do you enjoy going out as a family and looking at Christmas lights? Maybe someone joins you for that. Uh, do you sit down for a, a Christmas meal? Maybe God puts somebody on your heart to invite to that. But also, as we go about our business, to be aware of those that are hurting. I don't think we have to look very far. As you're shopping for the Christmas meal, as you're getting together all of the food, all of the gifts, the wrapping paper, the tape, it seems like we always run out of tape uh, at our house, is to not get so absorbed in all the busyness, but to see that person in need. It may be a believer that's really hurting. Maybe they've lost a loved one uh, this year. Maybe they're struggling with depression or discouragement. They've had a huge health challenge this year. They've gotten a a diagnosis um, of of a terrible disease, or maybe it's a, it's an unbeliever, it's a stranger that that you don't know. And the, the Book of Acts is full of God leading the church through the power of the Holy Spirit. And how would the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us to show us a person that is discouraged that needs a listening word, a listening ear? Excuse me, man, a listening ear is powerful. Just to take the time to really ask the question, you know, how are you doing? How can I be praying for you? And God moves in a, in a miraculous way. So as we think about navigating Christmas, it seems obvious, but we don't want to 
miss out on sharing Christ. We don't want to miss out on sharing the good news of, of the gospel. So I want to take a few moments just to talk with you about the gospel. What is the gospel? What is the, the good news? Why did Jesus come? What are we celebrating at Christmas? So Jesus came because we're sinners. Now, what is sin? Sin is when we miss the mark. It could be willful disobedience, but it's also sometimes where we're well-intending, but then we fall short. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, not just physical death, but spiritual separation from God. Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about heaven, but also the Bible tells us that God doesn't want any to perish. So he sent his only begotten son. There's two times that the father speaks audibly from heaven, meaning that he speaks with a voice that could be heard. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He wants us to know how much he loves his son so that we would appreciate the gift of the gospel. Jesus died for our sins and rose again to all those who repent and believe are are saved. Now, please hear this. We're saved by grace. So it's not trying to be a good person. It's not being moral. We can't undo the wrongs that we've done. God's not a debtor to anyone. He's not giving out salvation like a paycheck. It's a free gift of his grace that he extends to us. So if you've never made this decision to receive Christ your Savior right now as you're driving down the road, I'd encourage you to cry out to Christ. The Bible also said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're home for the evening or catching this podcast later on, God hears your prayers and call out to him and say, Jesus, save me. I receive this free gift of salvation. And as you pray to receive Christ your Savior, I would encourage you to reach out to a believer and let them know that you have received Christ. If you don't know a believer, call us here at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Look us up online, rmcalvary.org. You'll find all of our contact information and let us know that you've received Christ as your Savior because we would love to rally around you. Then for us as believers, let's share the gift of Christ with others. Let's share Christ with believers, but also unbelievers. It is so fun to give away the gift of Jesus Christ. When, when you give a gift that you're really excited about, there's nothing better. You can't wait for them to unwrap that gift. And the Bible talks about how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Literally, happy feet. You're going to have happy feet as you bring good news. We can get stressed out, upset about the traffic, all the lines in the store, or we can say, Lord, this is an opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ. God would you give me a divine opportunity to share your love. I want to pray with you that God would just help us navigate Christmas this year. Father, thanks so much for this broadcast. Thank you for everyone that's listening. Christmas can be such a stressful time. I know that's the way it is sometimes for us as a family. And we're just asking for help. We, we want it to be different this year. We don't want to lose sight of you. Jesus, this season is about you. So help us to simplify Give us wisdom financially, provision. May we not overspend our means, overspend the, the budget that you have provided. And may we look for opportunities to give as you lead us. And also, would you give us opportunities to share Jesus? Lord, with those that don't know you, may they hear the good news. May they hear the gospel. Would you bless Colorado Springs? Would you bless Southern Colorado this Christmas? So we thank you. We praise you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric. 
Cartier. If you'd like to learn more about Rocky Mountain Calvary, visit us at rmcalvary.org. Be back with you tomorrow for Crosswalk. Just hope that you have a great evening. Remember that the Lord loves you. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. And you came along. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.